TLDR, you guys are awesome. And welcome back to TLDR issue number 49. I'm your friendly neighborhood backcracker, Dr. Joe. With me, as always, is my hunk in crime. Together, we are the Woodward and Bernstein of the DSG. Friar, my guy. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing great, Doc. I, I tell you what, we have, uh, there was a lot of shit that came out this week. And I don't mean it in a bad way. There's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Um, that, and we managed to cram in a lot of it. I mean, we also get a ton of review copies, too. So that helps. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I know, like, and, and we, and, I'll tell you what, without getting into any details, just, you know, I've been very excited for this episode um, because, you know, this stuff that's related to Dorktober or Scotttober, as some are calling it now. Um, Very excited to talk about the book that I have planned for today. Um, And it may show up in that, you know, Dork's been talking about a list that they got to do. They're going to do another comics related list. I think it's safe to assume that we're going to be involved in that. Yeah, I I, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, You know, we've had a bit of a comic renaissance here. And uh, the fact that uh, it took you a year to get Hoopla uh, is absolutely astounding. But Keith's got it now, and and and, and you guys, we're, we're all just ripping through books. We're, we're, you know, comics is really, you know, Dork's been talking about them a lot more, which is great. And and uh, tis the fucking season, Nicholas, because from now until December, it's going to be fucking Bookapalooza. Yes. So for those who don't know, uh, I did, do, do, well, everybody who listens to the show knows, Joe has been trying to get me on Hoopla for how long now? I mean, pretty much the, the length of the show, right? Pretty much. Happening. About a but year now. I'll tell you what. I didn't want to – I wasn't doing it because, like, you have to get a library card. I don't have a library card. And I was like, I'm not going to go back to, like, my old public library that I used to go to when I was, like, in middle school because, like, I just didn't like that place because I didn't like – the librarians were kind of annoying. And then I remembered, oh, I don't live there anymore. <laughs> like, I don't live in that town, so I have a different library. And, dude, I went to the Fall River Public Library – awesome like i absolutely i loved it there they have so much different shit um rented a bunch of alfred hitchcock movies didn't even know they had movies rented moral combat uh, was the latest one 11 yeah. i got i'm renting that so i can test that out didn't even know that was a thing so i'm pumped about that so it's just i mean seriously you you texted me like a, a gif of what was it um, arthur arthur yeah so you can you can never they're never out of what the hell was it like, having fun is not very fu- hard when you have a library card exactly honestly it's freaking true though and with hoopla too it gets even better i mean the book that i the book that i'm talking about today was the first book i read on hoopla so much stuff like look you need to have you should absolutely have a comicology subscription you uh, you know support your local comic shop too but at the same time you should get Hoopla as well because it's, it's – I mean, you're going to get so much comics on there. It's crazy. And, and check the uh, check the library as well. They're, they're going to have physical copies of they do. novels and all that. Yeah. And they will, and if you prefer having, you know, a hard copy, you can, they don't have exactly what you're looking for. Some like the one I'm at Fall River, like they have a ton of other libraries that they're like kind of, yeah, yeah. like it's like a chain or whatever. It's like sales or whatever. But anyways, um, they, they can get you the stuff that you need. It's awesome. I yeah. could not recommend it more. I cannot believe I've waited so long. I'm, 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 I'm I, yeah, I guess I'm sorry, Joe. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't yeah, know what else my- to say. My library, so the Denham Public Library, the main branch, they had a great collection of um, graphic novels and manga, and they've been oh, yeah. during COVID. They they sort of like been moving stuff around. They had to sort of you know reformat how they you know had their library set you know for social distancing distancing and all that. So like, where their their comic section was on the main floor, now they moved it up, and I went up there, and they, they had nothing. nothing. It's a comics, and there was there was nothing. So I don't know if they just haven't you know. Anywho, but mm. you very you very much can just go to the front desk, say I'm looking for this title, and they will they will order it. You'll get an email, you pick it up, and you you got it for however long. And so, 
Yeah. Uh, rip it through books, baby. So even if you don't have, even if you don't have like a library that has comics, which by the way, everyone has a ton of manga stuff too. They have comics, but they have even more manga. It's just it's just worth it to get Hoopla. I mean, yeah. Joe said it before. I absolutely love it. Rich is using it now. I mean, so I'm tweeting all the stuff he's been reading, and it's just it's just easier now because you have all this stuff at your fingertips. So Comicsology, that local comic shop, and then you're you're never gonna be like you're never gonna have an issue reading stuff. It's just all there. Yeah. And I know somebody asked you, I think on Instagram in the DMs. I don't know if AWA's stuff is on there um, because they, they were looking on Hoopla. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't I haven't really checked. Um, and because they usually, yeah. They're usually fairly current, but I got to imagine like newer stuff that comes out within like the last month or so. It probably takes time for them to get a digital copy, get it, you know, all that stuff. So just always check it. That's my suggestion is always yeah. check it. Um, not MAGA stuff, brick manga, manga, yeah. manga, yeah. manga. Yes. That MAGA shit. I, but I think with, um, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. But when you like, and that's where there's the difference. Like some local comic shops will have this old stuff that you've been, you haven't gotten to over the years necessarily or whatever, but the, like the losers, right? That's a vertigo book that I would like to read that, that movies on Netflix. I'd like to go back and read the source material at some point. I can't get it at my local comic shop and they have a ton of stuff over in Seacock, but you know, now I go check Hoopla. I haven't looked for yet on Hoopla, but I would imagine it's going to be there. Like it's yeah. just they have they have a lot of they don't have everything, but they have a lot of stuff there. So it's just good to have it all at your fingertips. Um, but speaking of comicsology too, in the course of all this, of course, we know with October we're going to be getting three the start of three Snyder series. One being with Greg Capullo. Uh, we are is it we have demons? Or we, yes, we have demons, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, so yeah. That's going to be the first one. That's on October fifth, and then I think it's clear. And then it's that other one that has like the horror movie vibe, the the ghouls one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I haven't memorized all the names yet, but that's yeah, it's, all right. It's going to be in that order. I think the second one's the clear one is with Francis Manipal. But we've talked about this for a while. We're very excited for for the start of all this. Um, it's going to be comicsology, and then eventually this stuff's going to come out in hard copy on Dark Horse or from Dark Horse. But you and I are going to have to figure out uh, what we want to do because. We'd like to talk about these books on the show at length at some point, right? We don't want to do like the what we're going to do with Last Ronin necessarily, right. what we did with Three Jokers. So we we've been talking about maybe doing a draft. Yeah. So I think because there's going to be more than three titles total, right? There's going to be like five or eight. six. I think it's eight, Joe. Right. So yeah. So I think next week uh, is uh, will be our monthly solicit. Mm. So in lieu of uh, Nick's favorite, uh, you know, topic. Uh, you know, catching up, mm. we will do a, we'll do a quick little draft and hopefully by then we will have at least read the first issue to some of these books. So we'll do a little draft and then you'll get to see live reaction, how heartbroken one of us is when we don't get to read, continue reading uh, the Snyder Capula book uh, going forward. Cause whoever gets the second pick is really going to miss out on that. I am. I'm nervous. I'm not going to lie. Like, exactly. I, honest, I honestly said, to, I was thinking about like texting you saying like, Hey, like, let's not do this. Let's just, have it straight up and we'll just read them all, you know, or maybe just do it with the Capullo Schneider one. As much as I'm excited for all the others, like content, uh, baby. Oh uh, yeah, I know. I know you're right. So that's going to be coming up next week in lieu of catching up, which you have nothing to offer for catching up this week. Right. Surprisingly enough. And you can thank image and boom for that because image had a fuck ton of books come out this week and I damn near read them all. And, and boom, you know, boom has only, you know, really had a, book or two maybe and they had you know four this week and i yep. had to you know read i didn't have to read those but i read them all and they were great 
You did. All right. Well, we're going to talk about that more quickly. Just want to note that I did catch up on Black Widow. It was issue 11 last week. I continue to enjoy that series. And then Hellboy and the BPRD 1957 Family Ties. Finally, I got a chance to look at that too. That came out last weekend. I really enjoyed it. I love these little things that they do. They're just short stories with Hellboy and sometimes other members of the BPRD. And you know, when you talk about horror books, like this is a character who deals with the macabre a lot. And I know macabre. The, the big screen, like he's not necessarily beloved after what happened with um was what's the actor's name harbor yeah david yeah, harbor david harbor thank you i want to say jason but after his portrayal and the way that the whole movie was done but i've said it before the way that was done and all the weirdness in it was accurate for the comics but i just don't think it was a smart decision if you're trying to bring in a larger audience i did like the pearlman stuff i was gonna say the problem movies were great especially yeah. uh the second one there Yep, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I see. I like the first one more, but either way, I, I enjoyed them both. Um, so they, but they made adjustments on that end that time around. Either way, I still like the comic. I don't know if that's going to make my that list. You know, that top ten list that Dork's talking about doing. Um, but that's a conversation for another day. It is now time for us to move over to what's new, Joe. Let's start with DC. Uh, we got a couple things that got pushed back. There was the Suicide Squad King Shark thing that was supposed to come out this week. Oh, that's I was, right. Uh, you know that was in that was in our folder, and then that got pushed back. Uh, Batman versus Big Me, Wolf and Gotham issue one. I actually read that before it got moved out of that folder. It's you know we still have access to it, but that's something that I look at, planning on reviewing. I'll tell you what, we joked about it, but I actually kind of like this um, this first issue enough that I'm going to go and give it another read whenever that second issue comes. But we'll talk about that more another time, maybe because um, again, that's not out this week. Superman, Son of Cal issue three. Did that get pushed as well? Yeah, and that's the one I was looking forward to reading the most outside of Nightwing this week. And, Unreal. Uh, so it's all I all got pushed to next week. I don't know why, uh, but it did, and it sucks. But uh, I didn't have too much uh, DC to read this week, so that was nice. Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of – that would have been maybe too much Tom Taylor in one week, I guess, because you also have no, Nightwing. No, Nightwing 84, then Batman the Detective issue 5. Uh, we also got Batman Secret Files, Miracle Molly issue 1, Aquaman the Becoming issue 1, which I did read, and it was like, it was fine. I, I think it's good, just not something that I'm particularly going to be interested in moving forward. It's not, not for me. Not my, I think it's more for a younger audience. Um, and then Batman 113, which, of course, you are reading. But I'll tell you what, we didn't put this, we didn't talk about this before, what's new, but Taylor uh, tweeted out this week that, I think it's Nightwing 87. They're doing one. Like, there's going to be no yes. panels. Yeah. That, I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see what this looks like. I haven't been buying. I mean, I bought the first book that Tom Taylor wrote for Nightwing, and then I've just been, you know, reading our review copies. I'm 100% buying that, that yeah. issue for sure. I need to see. Like, I will read it on, in the review form, but I, I yeah. need to see the physical version of it. Because in the review form, it's going to be weird because the pages are all going to be offset, and I, I feel like that you need to have like pages open, you know, uh, you know, full spread, you mm. know, if you will, not to get crass. Wow. Uh, open that bitch up and uh, and enjoy wow. it that way. Choice of yeah, choice word choice there. Not not your best show. Good good lord. Um, anyways, uh, so then we move over to Marvel. We have X-Men Onslaught's Revelations issue one, X-Men Legends issue seven, United States of Captain America issue four, really enjoying that series. Moon Knight issue three, same thing. Uh, we're both reading X-Men three, and then we also got the start of the death of Doctor Strange. Uh, in another Marvel event, uh, which you made sure to text me about. Get the fuck out. <laughs> so did you not like it or you just not like the idea of another event uh the book was fine i i'm getting really tired of the events even if it seems like it, it might be like a micro event 
Like, just make it, just make it. Like, Doctor, St the death of Doctor Strange, issue one. Make it six, make it eight, make it twelve books, and mm -hmm. tell the entire story within those twelve books. Don't make me go buy a bunch of fucking titles. I don't want to fucking buy or read. Cut the shit. Yeah, it's an, it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a little annoying, but you know, Joe, I think we'll just be fine just reading the the mainline issues for the. And event. the book wasn't even all that fucking great, if we're being honest. It was like the first issue was so it, within the first issue, it was book one and book two, and ninety percent of the first story, the book of book one, was just Doctor Strange sucking his own dong, mm -hmm. right? And then you know the thing happened. The, the, the Doctor Strange, spoiler. You know, he dies. Book <gasps> two was was much better. Like the second half of that book, much better. But mm -hmm. get the I, fuck out. I don't. Um, it's just. But this is kind of the Marvel way in a lot of ways. Now it's like you're just go it's going to hit you over the head with events after <sighs> events, and that's it. And uh, that's not what Joe and I are about. As much as we like some of the Marvel stuff, it's just in general, it's it's kind of exhausting. And we and Joe and I clearly have a ton of room to read a bunch of shit, right? Right. And 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 backtrack just a smidge. We kind of glossed over this going back to DC. They're whole, they're doing an event themselves right now this whole Fear Street or Fear mm, State, I should that's say. That's right. Right? Yep. And we've said it time and time again when it comes to events, DC generally does it right, but they're following the Marvel fucking blueprint here. And while I've been loving the night, you know, Tom Taylor's run on Nightwing, Nightwing 84 felt like the Daredevil issues did when they were tied into um, mm. King and Black, right? Because mm. because what has made Nightwing so great? It's been the story of of Dick Grayson. It's been the story of you know what is he going to do with Alfred's money? Like, yeah, you know, it, it's just been written so well, and now it's sort of being shoehorned into this Fear Street, yeah, uh, storyline, which we're already getting hit over the head with. You don't need that. Just let just let Nightwing be Nightwing. You want to do the Fear State stuff? You want to have Nightwing being in Fear State? Then you know, have Tynan and, you know, at L, you know, who's writing that series, just write Nightwing the way they would write Nightwing for that story and keep it separate. Like it doesn't all have to always fucking blend in with each other. Right. I agree with that hundred percent. You can keep things self-contained, let the events be their own thing. Like you can still allude to it and mention it or whatever, but it's just, yes. I, and that I, was the first issue of Nightwing that Tom Taylor's, you know, written where I was just like, yeah, it was fine. Hmm. I mean, okay. it would, don't no, don't get me wrong. It's not like I didn't like it, but it was yep. like I, you know, I felt like it was being forced into you know a box mm -hmm. that has you know everything prior to that has just been like yeah, been outstanding, like top notch, and this right. was just like eh, yeah. yeah. Was I was fine. not I was not ready for that when I saw the fear state thing come in. I was like, oh, okay, so we're gonna we're so like we're gonna have to go through this, but it's. It's the price of dealing with the Bat Family. That's no. what it, it's what it's what happens. But I think Taylor, like like Zdarsky, ended up getting through it for you. I yeah. think that Taylor's going to get through it, and we'll yeah, one hundred percent. But I do, I do understand that. Now, did you read X Men this week? I did not yet. No, I'm enjoying that series very much. Okay, good. Like yeah. that's that's one I that's one of the ones that I am behind on for sure. But I I'm not just because other things come up, especially when you got Image pumping out a ton of shit. Jesus. And, I mean, when you look at this week, this is. I feel like every at least once a month, it's just like holy shit. Like there's always a, like one good image book a week that's like kick ass, but this week is nuts. So you have Philadelphia seventeen, 
King Spawn 2, which I reviewed for Geeks Worldwide. Radiant Black, number eight. Second Chances 4. Those are all books that were both written. I'm actually, it's funny, I'm behind on vinyl. You were going to drop off, and you're staying on top of it, right? Uh, I am. It was, uh, it's fucked up, man. You got Siphon, uh, issue three, Sweet Paprika, issue three, Stillwater, 10, Summoner's War, issue six. Uh, there's also Chew, uh, issue six, and then the Old Guards uh, series that they got going on, Tale Through Times, issue six. So much. So, so I, how did you feel about Frontiersman, by the way? Not my cup of tea. Yeah, it was, it was all right. It was a little heavy handed with the um, environmental stuff. Mm. And I just, uh, yeah. No, not for me, Doc. Yeah. I, I will not be following up on this. So the first issue of that came out, and I thought it was like, eh, okay. Like it didn't. The, the the saving grace for that for me was it didn't move too slow, but it's just like it's also not a lot happened. Like the dialogue was pretty brisk, I felt like, but in terms of the plot, it's just like eh. I didn't even finish to be honest with you. Oh well, there you go. I mean, I so got I got halfway through, and it was just so like heavy handed, and it's not like I you know I avoid reading stuff that's not like current, you know, and that. Because a lot of the books I read are heavy, but this just felt like it was one of those times they're really just fucking hitting you over the head, you know, with the environmental stuff. And I didn't really enjoy the premise. I'm sure that, you know, it's going to be a fine book. Just just, just not for me, dog. Yeah. And I, I might give it a shot. We'll like On the second issue, we'll see. But there's just so much, Joe, that like, I mean, yeah. especially when you look at the four books that we love the most coming out of this. Uh, well, I mean, you love Stillwater, too. So I don't know if these all four are your top ones. But Philadelphia, Kingspawn, Radiant Black, and Second Chances. I mean, we of course, we've talked to actually, actually, we love all those. And that's partially because they're good. But also partially, we've had all the writers from those yeah. books on the show, too, to talk about each of yeah. those books. We just got to get to Darsky on so we talk Stillwater. Yeah. Amongst say, other things. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But um, we haven't had Rodney on in a while. We we do need to talk to him because yeah. he's got some other Philadelphia adjacent stuff coming. Yeah, yeah, because there's a spinoff of Philadelphia coming out soon. Yeah. It yeah, looks yeah. wild. We And, and uh, yeah, we got to have him on for sure. Yeah, we got to follow up with him soon. Um, now, boom, you mentioned how they had a ton of stuff this week. There's only one thing that I'm reading from them. I, I fell behind on Dark Blood. I read that first issue and it didn't wow me, but you really like the second issue. How was the third issue? Oh, uh, it's great. You know, so like the first, like I said, the first issue, the set, like I felt like they could have flip flopped the second issue in the first issue and mm -hmm. it would have made a little bit more sense. But third issue was great. I mean, it's just there, there's there's something cooking here. that's good story writing. You know, you, you're setting up who your good guys, who your bad guys, your bad guys are really detestable. Uh, you know, it's it's hard to explain, but Nick follow up on it it's uh this one's a good one for sure this is one when i first saw it right away i was like oh this like even before i read it i was like okay i'm, I'm definitely going to be interested in this and this is it's just it's not that i didn't like it it just didn't wow me like i expected it to so expectations kind of took yeah, over I, and it's just so much to read it's still it's still a little slow you know in terms of action but you know the the, the author is really really you know getting into the racial stuff really leaning into the time period but you're learning more and more about the main protagonist. And there was this great sort of like, um, you know, flashback present day of him in the war and where he is present day and how they are very similar circumstances. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a very interesting book. Uh, I, I mean, so like, and I think it does need to pick up a little bit in the action front, 
but so far I've been enjoying the hell out of this. This is you one know, of the books that goes to the top of my pile when it comes we, out. Really? Top your pile? Oh, th not, that's not, at the, not at the top, but near the top. But that's, that's still saying a lot, Joe. When you look at all the stuff that came out this week, I'm not like questioning you. That's that's oh, yeah. That says a lot about that series right there alone because, again, those four books that – well, and then Stillwater too. Like like there's a, there's a lot of good stuff that came out from Image this week. But, again, boom, doing really well. You also have um, – well, both of us you know, talk about action. This yeah. thing is <laughs> once in future issue 20, the last look, Kieran Gillen is so good about like just leaving you with like, ah, what the fuck at the end yeah. of the issue. And it's different with whatever book you're talking about. But of course, you know, we, we care most about die in once in future. We get once in future issue 20 this week. We're getting die issue 20 next week. And Oh, the, the, he just opened up a whole nother like realm of possibilities with the, the, the end of uh, once in future 20. And what what I love too with with Gillen's approach to once in twenty is like there's there's periods where it's a little like you know like issue nineteen it was like okay not a lot going on not a lot going on not it was, it was a, bit, a bit of a slower issue mm. and then boom the end go huh and then with issue twenty picks right up from that pace and then it is almost act you know you know what I mean like it's full mm. throttle so yeah. he does this where like the lulls aren't really lulls they're just like it's it's like he sets you up perfectly. Mm -hmm. Every time, like I felt like this happened, like right around, like maybe might have been issue, you know, 15, 16, and then boom, it ramps up. And then so just I love, you know, and, and that's the other thing, too, is like you think you always think he's going to go in one direction. Mm. And then ne and next thing you know, it's a fucking pivot and yeah. then it's a rocket ship in the other direction. And then so it's just it's when fantastic. you think about this series, it's like there is so much. Like you, I remember you saying at one point, like you thought it was, was going to be time to wrap it up, and then that changed. Like after it was like a couple issues, I think that that happened for you, and then you're like, no, this yeah. is not going to end. There's no way. And I agree with, and I, I've never felt like it was going to end like early, but die. This was course. only supposed to be a six issue book, I think, too. Yep, and it, and it could have been done that way. It absolutely could have been done that way, but I'm yeah. so glad that wasn't the case. I do have one question for you though, off for for once in future twenty. The, the character we're introduced to on like the last page mm -hmm. of issue 19, we see more of that character mm -hmm. in um, issue 20. We don't get the answer to who that is, right? Uh, we don't, but I think you need to assume it is it is a mirror okay. of the main antagonist, right? That's, that's what so I thought. It's almost like mirror, like now like we're dealing with mirror worlds. Right? That's what I thought. That's the only possibility that I was like, hmm, is this who it is? The question is, we don't know if that person is ultimately good or bad. Yes, there's a we, lot, so many questions. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely fantastic. And uh, so, uh, once in future twenty, we talked about Dark Blood. Uh, two other books, real quick. Eat the Rich number two mm -hmm. uh, came out this week. The first book, I read it, and I, at the end, I was like, "Hmm, okay, I think I like this. This, this was pretty good. Let's see where issue two goes." And then issue two just really like opens up the can of worms uh, of what happened from issue one. So this is going to be a fun series, uh, series, especially as we get into October, because it's, it's definitely a bit, a bit macabre. Um, and then Dune house of Atreides, uh, number 10. Uh, I've started reading the book, uh, because the movie's coming out in a few weeks. So mm. I want to, you know, I, I, I can't wait yeah. to go see that movie. And so I, when I was reading, when I was reading the the uh, this comic, because it's a it's a sort of a prequel to what happens in Dune, I was like, okay, I I think I get it. You know what I mean? Like I'm reading it, I'm being introduced to these characters, and then once I started reading the book, I go, oh, and it made the series that much better. So uh, this has been, a, you know, for those that are new to Dune, don't know what Dune is, 
uh, this has been a great series. So something you might want to talk about on the show before the movie. Uh, quite possibly, yes. Okay, so keep your peepers popped for that. Uh, then we got Dark Horse this week. Uh, Black Hammer, Universe Visions Issue 8, which is by Scott Snyder. Yep. Uh, and then we got Tales from Harrow County, of course, Colin Bunn. Issue 3 of that is out this week. Aftershock, Baby Teeth, Issue 20. And then we get to IDW with, I mean, as much as we said all that stuff about Image, this is the book of the week. TMNT, <laughs> The Last Ronin, Issue 4. Book of the week's the book of the fucking summer, Nick. We've been waiting for this since like April. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. It's, it's been a long time coming for this issue. And I'll tell you what, you read it before I did. You texted me about how awesome it was, which I fully expected. I didn't expect it to be this awesome. No. And I forgot that it's only going to be five issues. For some reason, I had, I had six uh, in my head. So this was a penultimate issue, you know, for this storyline. I missed that. Yeah, it said to be concluded right right there at the end. Oh, it said to be con- I just assumed it said to be continued. Shit. To be concluded, yeah. So, like, with, with each... Well, I don't want to say anything because I don't want it, but this was awesome. The shit with Splinter and just everything that's going on, the, the war. I mean, this was... This has been a fucking awesome series right from the get-go. This was the best issue yet. Dude, okay, so we don't get into to, to spoilers with this stuff generally, and I'm not going to do it here. I may with the next book we're talking about, but I'm not going to do it here. But there is a certain character who we see, and it is a flashback within a flashback, which I love the way they did that. The yeah. art for that flashback within a flashback was freaking kick-ass. I don't which know I, think was, I think it was Eastman's art. That okay, there's Eastman who's in the first flashback, but then there's a flashback within that, and I'm pretty oh, sure that's I think that's right, right, is that right. Ben Bishop or is he the main artist on this? Yo, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right on that. Yeah. Either way, it was I loved that. And there's a certain TMNT character, you know, beloved character and everything that we all know and are very familiar with. I might as far as I know, this is the most badass I've ever seen this character before. Period. Yeah. Yeah. That that art like alone is just worth the price of this this comic. Holy shit. Yeah, so if you haven't been reading now, I mean, go back, find the past issues, read them, because uh, God knows issue six will probably come out in 2023, and then the trade will probably be out in 2028. <laughs> Dude, they, they should get <laughs> I joke, that. but it's going to yeah. be a while. They need they need to get that trade out fast. I mean, well, they yeah. don't, but at the same time, they don't need to because people are still going to buy it. It's not going to matter. Like you can go. This has been this it. is as you'd imagine from you know even we even talked to Scott Snyder about this at the time. And he said this book was killing it for IDW. Yeah, I mean this is this is as good as it gets. This yeah. is as good as it gets with TMNT. It's must read for anybody who at all likes them. You do not need to love them. I am not Joe and Goo, someone who like is this great. Well, you're not as bad as Goo, but like a crazy diehard TMNT fan. I like them a lot. Don't get me wrong, but. I mean, like this is—it doesn't matter. Like, if you just like them a little bit, you're gonna love this yeah. series because it's—it's—it's gritty and it's great and it's great storytelling and the premise of what's going on and and you know who the last Ronin is and 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 all the con- it's just everything about it is a fucking home run. I think it goes like it goes back to kind of like the origin of the like the way these characters were originally written, but with better art. So it's like it's the it's a mer- the best of both worlds. So, anyways, um, then we Sneeze move. Won't fucking come out. God damn. Oh no, I hate. When, I was wondering what you were doing. Um, anyways, then we go to AWA last before we get into your book for this week, Joe. We got Marjorie Finnegan, Tempor- Temporal Criminal, Issue Five, and of course, you also have the trade paperback for the first four issues. Um, yep. I reviewed the fifth issue for Geeks Worldwide, as I have been, and uh, I texted you after I read this, and it was just like. 
There's a moment in here. You know, we talk, now, we talk about kick-ass moment in Last Ronin. There's a moment in Marjorie Finning in Temporal Criminal Issue 5 that's like, well, fuck. Like, they actually drew this shit? <laughs> this is the most fucked up crackers thing I've read in a long time, Nicholas. Oh, my God. And uh, it's, I mean, I, you, I retweeted your review, and I said, go read this. This is the most bananas off the wall Garth Ennis thing ever. And I mean that in the best way. Yeah. Like when, when Garth Ennis is allowed to just be Garth Ennis, like I think what happens in this book rivals anything that, or comes close to the shit that happens in preacher. I mean, it was, Mm, uh, but but here's the thing, right. As, as visually fucked up (laughs) as that scene was, the story of this book and that the character of uh, you know the Lord of Evil, the Lord of Evil, uh, and even even the shit was say like the writing there was fantastic. The mm. storytelling was engrossing. Like, yeah, you're looking, going, what the fuck? And but then you're just flipping the pages because a you want to see what fucked up shit's gonna happen next, but also because you wanna you want to know like the the unfolding of the lord of evil and his sort of him telling his origin story yeah. was some of the best shit i've read in a long time and his plan too is also oh, like oh, wow oh, that's yeah. genius that makes yeah. perfect sense yeah. um but yeah the stuff with stan too we get more about him and marjorie finnegan i call him Satan. yes yeah, yes yeah. but either way oh. his name stan well, he looks like satan it's weird yeah. so stan zanzibar is his name but i'll tell you what the stuff that we get with him is like any Mar- marjorie and their like origin is fucked up and interesting, but it's like there's like this is all around a good issue. I think I gave it a nine, a nine out of ten, right? Yeah, and it's a, yeah, it's and I, and I stand by that great. But I'll tell you what, I um I look at like I, like there's those panels of like holy fuck, did they actually drew this? I, to me, it's like I'm never gonna think of anything else with it. Like with like for the first five issues, that is always gonna be the thing that stands out to me most. Hundred percent, and there's some, there's some and there's been some visuals that have stood out. Already, yeah, yes, you yes. Know? I yes. remember we talked with Axel Alonso, and I think the second issue had just come out, and even he was like, you know, yeah, we were talking, but he goes, Oh, yeah, the image is on page two or whatever. I mean, like, yes, like there's been a lot of things that stand out, but that you know, this trumps them all. This is gonna be like not even close. When it's, I think of this series, and there's still five or three more books to go, right? I think that's still gonna be the thing that sticks out most about this entire series. Yep, this is. I think the way I put it was on the, on the review that this is like, like you expect weirdness when you read Garth Ennis, you know, of course you have comics in general, but you really, it's different with him and I've gotten some of it, but nothing like I like from this issue this is insane. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, you don't expect it. That's a visual that, you know, you just, it's, it's, it's very evoking. Yeah. It's going to evoke and elicit a response from anyone and everyone that, that looks at it and reads it for sure. God bless whatever you know streaming yeah. service or te- you know movie co- production company wants to take this on because you're gonna have to put that in there because they're gonna if you don't want that. I just don't know how you're gonna pull that off. It's gonna piss. It's gonna piss a lot of people off of this. <laughs> you think? Yeah, just just a bit. But anyways, it is time, Joe. We go from AWA, and, and it's time for you to tell us about the book that you have planned for this week. So you know, leaving off with AWA, there's a great segue as we like to do. Uh, with our What's New segment, is we're leading right into my book, which is from AWA Studios. And this week, I am talking about Redemption. Uh, this was written by Krista Faust and artist uh, Mike Diodato, uh, colorist Lee Lutheridge, uh, and Sabine Rich, and letters by Steve Wan. So Diodato and Faust, this is the same team 
that brought you Bad Mother, which I talked about on the show, uh, you know, not too long ago, yeah, a month mm-hmm. or two ago. Oh yeah, I remember that one. I love this team, man. And they, there's they're they're perfect duo for AWA. I mean, Mike Diodato does a lot of the art uh, mm-hmm. for a lot of the books at AWA. So if you've read an AWA book, chances are you're familiar with his art. Um, mm-hmm. And Krista Faust, uh, this is her second book now, like I just said. And I love her writing. She doesn't hold back. She's not afraid uh, to just, you know, get gritty, get violent, you know, and just and just and just do the damn thing. And she's a she's a great writer. I definitely want to check out, you know, more of her work. Um, but Redemption is a five issue um, book. It's currently out. Uh, oh, sorry, the trade paperback comes out next week. Part of the reason why I wanted to do the book uh, uh, this week. So, yep. Uh, if you like what I say here and, and the book sounds interesting, um, you can go out, you can pick up the trade and, and read it all in, in one fell swoop. Um, so quick synopsis. Uh, it's a little lengthy. It's not so <laughs> yeah, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> Get out of here. What about that is quick. There's a joke to be made there about me and quick, but we'll oh. save that for a different day. Hmm. Um, so anyways, uh, the dusty desert town of redemption survived the apocalypse, uh, but is hanging on by a thread. A despot rules the town with an iron fist and controls its most precious resource water. When the strong man marks her uh, mother for death, young Rose Ober, um, Ober, I can't pronounce her fucking name. Obergon. Yes. Thank Obergon. You. Overgone. Uh, ventures into the perilous wasteland to seek the help of the legendary gunslinger Cat Tanner, uh, only to f- uh, discover that the so-called Butcher is long retired, living in solitude, far from what's left of the world, and preferring to keep it that way. When Rose arrives on Tanner's doorstep with gunmen hot on her trail, the Butcher has a choice to make. Sit on the sidelines or pick up her guns and do what she does best. And uh, this is a sci-fi western, Nicholas. Oh, um, right. So, and also as the synopsis would suggest, it's sort of post-apocalyptic, but it, it's only really post-apocalyptic sort of visually. Right. And, and, and you know, the, yeah. you know, the storyline with the water, you know, also, right. Because, you know, resources are limited and such, but this is really about, you know, the, the these, you know, three main characters um, of the, of the book. And I'll get to that in just a moment. So this takes place as the synopsis said in a town called redemption, uh, which is walled off from the outside, which is filled with, you know, the outside is filled with cannibals and all sorts of, you know, bad things. Uh, and so, you know, water is a rare commodity. It's very valuable, as you'd expect. It's expensive, and people will kill for it because they fucking need it to survive. So this town, Redemption, is run by Sheriff Stonewater, and he is a religious zealot, uh, you know, with a deadly past, a uh, bit of a scumbag, Um you know, he built redemption and the walls surrounding it. So you can kind of get the feeling that this character was sort of, you know, again, a very popular target. You know, the 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 the, the past president there, mm-hmm. uh, he makes for, you know, set up for easy villains to create. And so you kind of get, you know, a bit of him here. Um, but, you know, he is in power. He's not going to relinquish it and he will do, you know, everything in his control. Uh, you know, to keep it that way. And and so what I like about, you know, the, you know, the book and the title is, you know, redemption, you know, in the story has, you know, different meanings, right? It's the name of the town. Uh, it's got a Western sort of sound and feel to it, but this is also a story about redemption, you know, uh, with, with a couple of the characters in it. So it's, it's, it's a bit layered, you know, you know, which is nice. 
Um, so the story revolves around uh, the town doctor uh, who, again, we're talking about some difficult themes. I Last week with American Carnage, yeah. definitely had very you know difficult themes. This week, again, sort of, you know, the story doesn't revolve around this. It's sort of the mechanism that kicks off the plot. But the town doctor, uh, Dr. Obergon, uh, performs uh, an abortion for a, uh, a young woman slash borderline child who had been raped. And uh, so Sheriff uh, de declares that uh, Dr. Obergon committed murder and she is to be executed for her crime. And they bring the little girl up and he sort of strong armed her into uh, saying that she didn't want that, you know, procedure done. And the doctor acted against her will. So you, you, it's really setting up this sheriff to be, you know, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's not a good dude. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so with with uh, Dr. Obergon or Inez is her name being sentenced to death. Her daughter Rose uh, is going to find a way to free her mom, you know, so that her, you know, she doesn't want her mom to die, obviously. So she escapes a town of redemption looking for uh, the quote unquote butcher. Um, to help save her mom, you know. That just sounds like a terrible idea, just to throw that out there. Like, it's, <laughs> like, it's awesome for the sake of the story, but just in general, like, see if I can go get the butcher to help me out. Like, I'm sure that's a reasonable person. Yeah, I'll talk. Well, th so <laughs> that's part of what makes this book so great is that character. So if, if, for those watching, uh, you can see behind me, you know, on, on the green screen there, that's the character. That's the butcher. And um, and she is a, a phenomenal character, well-written character, a very flawed character um so rose escapes looking for the butcher and you know it's fine you know the sheriff finds out that rose is gone he knows you know sort of where she's going because the butcher has a bit of a reputation mm -hmm. uh and a pass with the with the sheriff so he sends his thugs out there to you know to kill rose because again at all costs he's going to make sure he never relinquishes power and any anybody that opposes him is going to die you know essentially so you know you also get the feeling that he's also very afraid of the butcher because of, of their past, which See, you, I wonder why someone would be afraid of the butcher. Yeah. And so like when you, when you read about that origin, the story, it, it, it's really great. And so, you know, this, this book, Nick is, I mean, it's, you know, when I talked about bad mother, I mean, I, I, I remember talking about the violence, you know, the visually, the violence, the, the mm. action just written how it is, but it, there's also a lot of great character work. And so, what I loved about the story was not just Rose, you know, the journey she goes to find the butcher uh, and sort of the, the shit that she goes through on her way there. But then when she does meet up finally with the butcher and it, it's a, a lot of the story is her convincing, you know, Rose trying to convince the butcher to fucking help her. Mm. Like you got to do what's right. You know, and and so let me let me ask you before you go further on that. How long does it take for us to meet the butcher? Like I understand flashbacks and stuff, but like how oh, long? You, is it? First issue. Okay, good. Okay. First issue. Yeah, I mean, it, it all it's 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 all you know. You you get a lot of great action and a lot of great storytelling right out of that first issue. And when you finish the first issue, you can't wait to dive into the second one. When you finish the second, you just it's a page turner, and and mm -hmm. so. You know, and, and and the way that it's just written from start to finish, it's it's just this sort of, you know, all the things that happen. Like you think the story's going to go one this way, and then boom, right? These guys show up, and there's a great action scene here, right? So it's 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 nonstop action really through all five issues, you know, which is great. But 
it's really? really it's it's a character it's a character work too that I, I really love because like I, like I said I love Diodato's art um and and he does a great job at you know really conveying that you know that violence uh, you know on, on on the page but uh Cat Turner aka the butcher she's another strong female character I, I think this is what Krista Faust does really well is she writes these characters cuz um I've never met Krista Faust but you know looking for pictures uh, you know, to, to post on our Instagram page, she looks like a very badass, strong female herself, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's why she tends to write these characters. Mm -hmm. um, but she's also very flawed, right? The, the, the butcher, as you'd imagine, is going to be a very flawed character. So she's she's very feared for good reason, and she, her body count is through the fucking roof. Mm -hmm. I mean, she doesn't miss when she shoots. Okay, and she aims to kill every time. And so you learn about her origins and and her relationship, not just with the sheriff, but also with the good Dr. Inez Obergon. Right? There's a personal relationship there. And, and that's why and that's part of the reason why Rose is so hell bent on getting the butcher, not just because the butcher is going to kill some people. Right. Because she's the best there is, even though she's a little long in the tooth, she knows that like. And this is where the story redemption, you know, or the, the title redemption really, you know, plays another part in all this. It's not just the name of the town, but it's also a, you know, a central theme, you know, of the story. And so learning about the relationship between Kat and Inez, Kat and, uh, you know, the sheriff, and then the relationship that is, you know, forged between the butcher and Rose herself um, and the character Rose. It's just that in and of itself, the writing is just, so good. I thought Bad Mother was a good book. This one blows it out of the water. If yeah, you ask me. I'll you know? tell you what. So two things. One, I, this was on my radar right when it first came out from AWA, like even before you had called dibs. But I think um, I just kind of one of those things where I thought like I was way behind on it. Actually, I just saw the cover. And I was like, oh, this has been out for a while. And then lo and behold, that wasn't the case. But you'd already said you want to do it on the show. So I was I've been in on this series, like ready to get rolling on this series. Yeah. Since, since I first saw the like, cover art for this shit. Um, but the other thing was. I'm pretty sure I saw it was, I think it must've been the butcher in like, you know, getting a little buzz on social media fairly recently for being a character. She's an LGBTQ plus character if I'm not mistaken. Right. Mm -hmm. So that now I'm even more interested in the whole doctor relationship because we, I'm not necessarily going to assume it's a love story. Cause it's, yeah. Uh -oh. hmm. Yeah. You got to read it. it it's absolutely oh. fantastic. And I think what also makes her character even stronger, and this is just from a visual standpoint is that Mike Diodato draws her to look very much like Linda Hamilton. Like badass Terminator 2 Hamilton. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if you can kind of see it behind me, right? But like when, when yeah. you see her drawn, it, it, look, it, it's just, it looks like Linda Hamilton. And oh. she's a badass character, right? So it all, like everything just really sort of came together, especially for that character. I mean, she's she's one of the greats, you know, in terms of, you know, badass kick-ass women, you know, put put on the comic book page. Um, and then you have Rose, as I said, you know, it's, it's Inez, uh, you know, Inez's daughter who she's the doctor of the town and she's great with machines. One of the things you learn about Kat, uh, the butcher is that she's got a mechanical hand, right. Mm. And, 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 and the story behind that. So she's able to sort of upgrade her parts and she's just good. You know, she, she, she's like Donatello, man. She does machines. Um, but she's tenacious. She's not going to stop at anything to help her mom with the butcher's help or not. And, and this, how that unfolds through the story is great. And then, you know, you have Sheriff Stonewater, Stonewater, who's your typical narcissistic scumbag villain, right? Uh, ripped out of the headlines. Um, and 
and and and the origin that you get between him, or not the origin, I should say, but the backstory you get between him and the butcher, as I said, you know, before is is also awesome. As so you understand why he fears her, why he very much wants her dead as well. So um, you've got that, and then with Diodato's art, like I said, it's always brilliant. It's a perfect blend of you know realism and comic style. So like, it, it's it's. It feels like it could be a movie when you like. I know you like to ask that question, but it's just the way he draws. Well, like, this sounds like it's a movie for sure. I mean, I'm getting like obviously yeah. it's Western, but I'm getting serious like John Wick vibes. John Wick in its own right is kind of, is kind of Western ish. Um, yeah. you know, like the, the first one, obviously not set in the old West and everything, but yeah. But that's I what could, that's what I love about Diodato's art is because it always has that cinematic kind of quality to it when he draws. Yeah, I like. I, I this is. I like this. Is, I look again. I was interested in this book already, but now like to have you know affirmation that that it's like your confirmation that it's definitely worth my time. I'm I'm getting on this. Like I'm getting that trade paperback when it comes out the last week of September. No question about it. That's and it's awesome. a quick read too because it it is the pacing of it is so quick with the action. It's it's you know it, it's it never feels like it's bogged down for storytelling purposes. Like even in the flashbacks, mm. there's action. And it's quick and it's page turning. And as soon as you grab this this trade, you're gonna I, you'll you'll have it finished in one sitting, like lickety split. Oh, really? Is that okay? Yeah. All right. Yeah. And so this is up there for like I don't, we're not. I don't think we're ever gonna do an episode like this where we like rank all our book, favorite books from a certain publisher or whatever because that changes in time and everything yeah. like that. But um, would you say like this is like you know tentatively among your like top ten ish AWA oh. books? Yeah, I mean, I think I've only read about ten AWA books, but it's. I, oh, I you've read more than that, Joe. I mean, I know they only. Oh yeah. Publish so, publish so much, but like you've done. Yeah, you've read more than that. I've read. Yeah, I, I put I put it right up there with American Ronin, um, you know, Resistance. I, I I put it right up there as as one of my favorites, hands down. Yeah. Now, how many completed ones you read? Maybe another story too. That's that's the other part of it. So, but. Anyways, awesome. So that would be like you said. You already make you would make that in a movie for sure. I mean, that 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 to me is a no brainer. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, all right, so now we're going to go back to actually one of Axel Alonso's uh, previous uh, employers, I guess, whatever. But now, of course, Vertigo, no longer around. But, Joe, you did a Vertigo book last week. I did a Vertigo book the, book the week before. We've never done anything on Preacher, and maybe someday we will just because we both read it. Of course, it doesn't fall under our TLDR format. Uh, but one book that does is The Wake by Scott Snyder and Sean Murphy. And it is a sin that it took me this long to read this book. Um, of course, colors, you know, I say Sean Murphy. If Sean Murphy's the artist on anything, you know colors are, are by Matt Hollingsworth. Um, and I'll tell you what, like, I... I, I thought I'm like, as I'm just doing research for that, you know, for, you know, Dorktober coming up and everything. And again, that list that Dork maybe may or maybe not be doing. I'm like, all right, I want to see what else is out there from, from horror books that I've read because I've read horror books, but not as many as you, not as many as rich. I do like them and I'm getting into them even more now um, as I've watched the conjuring, you know, a million different times. So I want to make sure that I'm reading more stuff too, trying to expand uh, my knowledge in the horror realm. And I just, just loving it more. Um, so this was one that came up on my radar as a, as a horror book, which it kind of is, but it kind of isn't. So like, I'll, I'll, I'll get into that a little more, but first it's a 10 issue series. So this will be really quick for you. This is the first series that I read on hoopla. And again, like you talk about being a page turner, this is shit. I mean, if you like Sean Murphy's art too, this thing is fast. It's, it's quick moving and it's in, I mean, of course, Scott does, you know, he's a great writer and everything like that. So I'm very, I, I could not wait to give this a shot. And like, I, I actually originally had another book planned for this week, as you know, 
And it, was, and it was an awesome book, don't get me wrong. And I will definitely talk about it on the show. Probably not till November at the earliest, though, because we got Dorktober coming up. I have some horror books that I want to do. Um, and then this was there, too. So let me read the synopsis real quick. When marine biologist Lee Archer is approached by the Department of Homeland Security to help with a new threat, she declines, but quickly realizes they won't take no for an answer. She's, soon, she is plunging into the depths of the Arctic Circle to a secret underwater oil rig filled with roughnecks and scientists on the brink of an incredible discovery. When, but when things go horribly wrong, the scientific safe haven will turn into a house of horrors at the bottom of the ocean. So when you, so this is basically a synopsis for like the first half of the series. Again, this is a short, this, there's only 10 issues right to this whole thing. I, I think it's like the first five issues cover this it might even be the first four. Um, I can't, I can't remember. Cause it's like, I just crushed read through the whole thing. Um, like in two sittings. And when you go to DC's website, actually, when you went to, you went to comicology and you saw this under horror, right? Yeah. 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 They had listed on horror. If, um, uh, horror, sci-fi? horror fantasy sci-fi, I think. Yeah. Okay. So, horror, but either way, horror is the first thing, and the first half of this absolutely is horror, no doubt about it. Um, and it's it's like they, they describe it as like a deep sea horror on DC, which of course it's water and all that stuff makes sense. If you look at the cover, you kind of like one of the, the main cover for the trade, you kind of can see that too. But it's also labeled as a post-apocalyptic sci-fi, which is what half of the book is. So when you talk about like all-time great horrors, I really thought they did the horror portion of this very well. But at the same time, I was like, I don't know if I like. I don't know what I count this as because it's you, you, half of the book is legitimately not horror at all. Don't get me wrong. There's like you're still dealing with some you know violence and like stuff, but it just it doesn't have that same vibe whatsoever. That said, the horror stuff was like like I said, it was really good. I really enjoyed that stuff. Um, and we like you're talking about, and that's mainly with Lee Archer, who you've got stuff from the past kind of getting mixed of all this, and then you have stuff in the present, and then we see other kind of flashbacks and all this too, and like it puts Sean Murphy's art to the test because you're dealing with the future. You're dealing with basically present day. Now for us, as much as this is like a 20, like an aughts book or like 2010s, I can't remember exactly. Um, and then you see stuff like in ancient times, kind of like, you know, caveman and all that stuff. But like, that's where like, if you love Sean Murphy, like this is a great testament to his artwork. Like he, I think that, I think that um, the plot was also as well, because he does a whole bunch of different shit that he doesn't normally yeah. do. But this was like, even more so because it's just like it's different it's different time periods and it's like his art still is like not much different from each one but it still holds up perfectly and i, I was really impressed by that um normally we talk about what the book is actually about right like you go into detail about like the when, when we say what the book is about it's like a like a central theme commentary of course like when we talk about sean lewis that probably happens the most with him you know zadarsky same thing jeff lemire and and you know and snyder as well um but with this i can't tell you what this book is ultimately about in the end because you have to wait till the end to find out what it like really was like uh, about i will say it's more about a commentary than anything um, and then there's kind of like internal stuff that you'll like think about, but it's more like a big, like, what if, and I'm not giving anything away, but it's just like you, I did not see it coming whatsoever. Like they hint at it kind of, but you really, I don't think you can wrap your head around what, what Scott was going for in this till you get to the very end. Um, but it's like, oh shit, I, I've never thought about it that way. And it's just like I like the horror half of this more, but the ending when we get to the sci-fi fantasy stuff of it, and like, the, like that the, the sci-fi fantasy stuff, I think is where 
Sean's art takes over a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So you have the fun action feel of it and everything, but you like don't know where the ending is going to go throughout most of it. And then Scott just hits you with like, whoa. Um, oh. But then, but I think Scott's writing was what shined a little bit more in the first half of this, because it's just like, you get like that, like anxiety feeling like the first issue, like sets the table. And then it's like, Oh fuck. Oh fuck. The rest of the way until like that, until, um, till Lee Archer's part in the story is, uh, you know, like comes to an end because then you go into the future and everything. But yeah, I, I absolutely love this. And in the course of it all, Joe, it has me asking this question that I want to ask you. Have you ever wondered what's at the bottom of the ocean floor? No, because it's just death. Yeah. I, I'll tell you what, when you read this, because you will read this and you will love it, you will never, like, you'll just, again, you won't want to think about that too much. You will, you'll help yourself in the moment. But I'm like thinking about this, like, holy shit. Is this is this what I I watched Jaws recently because I was you know, Lauren and I just wanted to watch it and um and like then it's like oh like there's that in the water right you worry about sharks and stuff but then there's this shit that comes up and it's like fuck. In all seriousness, I am more fascinated about what's at the bottom of the ocean than what's up in the stars. I'm right? Be I because I that. we know I think I think generally we know a great deal about like you know space, but. What is at the bottom of this of the ocean floor? I think is still there's still so much unknown, and like you know, we love to watch you know Shark Week in this house, and when they do, they always do an episode on like sharks of the deep, and there's some real fucked up things living down mm. there. Um, I don't think we've even scratched the surface no. of what's down there, and so I find that to be uh, really fascinating. I think it's I think it's surprise like like the the stuff that's out there like in the like in space and everything generally like just cosmic stuff doesn't interest me as much because I think there's so much else going on here that we don't we just have no freaking clue about whatsoever yeah. and and I'll tell you what too like Lee Archer in this story like she she poses something that like I, like at first I'm like taking it as fact the way Scott wrote it is so well done and it's like is this actually like and you find out later like there's no there was there was something else at play that you didn't realize, but it just makes so much sense that what's going on could actually happen in real life. And that I think is what's so impressive about the horror portion of this too. Is like, yeah, like Scott's building all the suspense, but then it's like, wait, this could like really happen. And then you have the fear of like, if you have fear of water and then like the ocean in any capacity, and then what's at the bottom of it, which again, like to back to what you were talking about, I mean, you you watch like Finding Nemo, right? Like we again watched that fairly recently, and you see that like that monster with like the light and the big teeth and everything the, that pops the anglerfish. Yeah, okay, there you go, the anglerfish. Like that thing's like, oh fuck, and it's like that's probably just, that again scratching the surface, like yeah. what's at the bottom of the ocean where it's just dark everywhere. <laughs> I've got a rule, Nick. I don't put my feet in anything that's not you know in any natural body of water. Pools only. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck the lakes. Fuck the sharks. Love yeah. them. Interesting. Nope. Nope. Ponds. Fuck no. Creepy yeah. shit. Slimy shit. Nope. Uh, pools. Give me pools. I, I want to be able to see my fucking feet through the water. A pond would be good for you, though. Nah, <laughs> fuck the ponds. Yeah, gross. Ponds are gross. You didn't get that reference, but that's okay. Anyways, oh. um, but I uh, I think that like I, I, I generally agree with you. Like, I don't like the ocean as much, but I do sometimes go in the water stuff, but it, I, I can't help it. I can't help but get a little bit worried. Like, you get in the ocean, it's like Somebody fucking sharks with, can be as it can be as close as three feet of fucking water. 
Three I feet. mean, I know, I know. For me, that's over my head, but for everyone else, that's just up to your shins. <laughs> oh, by the way, happy Hobbit Day! I forgot to oh, mention thank that. You. Yes, sir. Congrats! I'm so happy for you. It's a big day, um, for your community. But um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I just I didn't know it was three feet. So that's um, yeah. I love they, that. they, they, they get there real close. So yeah, I don't I don't love that. Yeah, so they may, maybe adopting that rule pretty soon. You and I, we we get to we, the our imagination can't get the best of us sometimes. Sure but, can. But when you talk about like the bottom of the ocean floor again, if you if you find any of that interesting, like what the story that Scott comes up with here is fascinating. It's also scary, and then the way the world evolves from the ripple effect from the first half of the story to then lead to the ending and the discoveries that you know the character. I don't want to talk like well that character in the in the future. Her name is Leeward. I don't want to talk too much about her, um, but like that's who you're going to be dealing with throughout the majority of that portion of the story. This but has the, to be a movie though, right? This would be a movie, a thousand percent. And and honestly, like, you can make some changes, I'm sure, in the course of it to make it into a movie. But you can pull a lot of what's on the page and make it a movie, and it's going to kick ass. It's going to be really, really fucking good. Some kick ass characters in this too, like that. I, that like I'm not highlighting like that that get brought in with Lee Archer initially, and we see a little bit, more, you know, quite a bit of them. But it's just the story. Like you don't even like. Sometimes we talk more about the characters. Sometimes the plot takes over, and it can be for you know different reasons. This is just the plot, and it's just an interesting story that, that you, will wow you. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's a hell of a team. Snyder, uh, oh uh, Murphy, right? Oh that's my god! Yeah, I, I, it's oh, it's so good. It's, it's yeah. can't can't recommend it enough. Um, as you and I looked at it as like a good transition into Dorktober, Doctober, Scotttober, however, whatever we want to call it these days. I like Doctober the most personally. Let's um, do it, Doctober. But um, but like it's it's a good transition because it's like it's definitely half horror, but the other half's not horror whatsoever. Uh, okay. So it's like it's it so it's in that kind of it's a weird it's like in this area of its own. But I I can't recommend it enough. So awesome, awesome. The awesome. wake. So, anyways, uh, make sure you guys go follow Doc on Twitch. Make sure you check out our YouTube channel if you haven't already. Uh, we're breaking stuff down on there a little bit more. If you guys aren't able to watch us live, or if you, um, you know, if you're not able to listen to us in audio form, you know, go subscribe over there. It's it's a new thing that we're doing and uh, trying to give you guys something a little bit different over there as well. Um, and then Joe, of course, in addition to you doing all your gaming over on Twitch, you guys got Psych. Uh, I've heard it both ways this week. Yep, uh, season three, episode five. Disco didn't die; it was murdered. Oh, okay. Fun episode, fun episode. And mm -hmm. and, and make sure you follow uh, Davey, uh, Shime, myself on uh, Twitch because I think tonight, uh, well, depending on when you listen to this, sometime either Wednesday night or Thursday night, whenever. You probably mm. already missed it, but follow us on Twitch because we're going to try and do some Fall Guys. Well, I think Davey's exclusively on YouTube now. They've like streamlined it. It's all on the door That's channel. Right. Yes, yep. but for but for you and Shine, you guys are absolutely on Twitch. Yep. So make sure that you go follow there. And I didn't. We don't mention to subscribe to the audio channel. Of course, we always want you to do that. And make sure you tell a fellow you know nerd, dork, geek, comic book reader, whoever. Um, let them know, or anybody who, anybody who just likes good stories, because that comics don't get their fair shake in that regard. Like they have, that's what we talk about: quality yeah. stories. That's why we don't, we only do so much Marvel and DC. We love those characters. We love, we like some of those stories, but like the best stories are from indie comics. There's no two ways about it. So make sure you let somebody know and subscribe because you know Joe and I occasionally have stuff that comes out of the blue outside of our mainstream, you know, episodes. So you never know when things are going to pop up, and that's the because we, we don't tell you guys until we have it in the can because we don't like to jinx shit. So we want to make sure you know, that's the best way to make sure you never get you know caught by surprise, at least in a bad way, maybe a good surprise, right? <laughs> Only good surprises, baby. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So uh, until next week, then, Joe, stay sexy. You know it.